Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us again at BC Helicopters in beautiful Abbotsford, British Columbia, where you will be hearing some helicopters taking off and landing. Our special guests are Ruben Diaz and Misha Gal, who shared an epic dream, a passion for flying helicopters, and they united their interest launching the epic global heli tour. This trip around the world in a helicopter would carry them over 60,000 kilometers with 107 stops traversing at least 45 countries on five different continents. Ruben Misha, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. We are looking forward to continuing the sharing of your story. Thanks for having us again. Yes. So people are a key to your success. Uh, can you tell us about how people helped you before and during to, to make this trip a success? I'll say that to one person who we're very grateful uh, was Peter Wilson, the person that actually did the trip before us. It was the first to touch two opposites of the world, as Misha said, and uh, we learned a lot from him. Uh, he uh, gave us everything that he had at that time. He already finished that trip. So that was one good example of people that helped us on the planning. Technical expertise, have done it before, experience. Um, throughout the whole trip, we also had a small team that supported us that was awake all the time because we were flying at different time zones. Uh, we had the people, in, especially in Europe, that were supporting us on the, on the marketing communication side, but also logistics. Um, and also our, our ops team, the operation team in Dubai. So those people were key, and we have a big list of uh, people to thank for, uh, we're, we're very thankful, uh, but they were on the back scene, or two guys going in a helicopter with one of my kids, you know, one uh, daughter and a son now and then, but it, it was just this small thing going around the world, but we had a very good human support of our team, and also people that we met, and then we made friends. Yeah, exactly. An interesting one, you know, again, I think what's interesting about this trip in general, and one of the big things that we've learned from it is you never know when you start a project how it's going to end and, and how it's going to open up doors for the future. You don't know how one thing that you do today is going to have a ripple effect in the rest of your life. And, you know, a quick instance of that, um, I met a gentleman and his son 
at a helicopter convention a year prior to this world trip and you know very excited to meet us and, and learn about the trip and so forth and uh, and so it, it, it was one of those things we met a lot of people that day but we could have just brushed it off and said yeah that's great thanks so much and then left it with that but you know there's some prompting that said you know what we should engage with these people and so we did um, prior to the trip and um, you know and, and through that he, he was instrumental in so many other parts of that trip and he was able to arrange things for us in, in many other different sections of, the, of that part of the world and um, so yeah you know you meet these people and, and you don't know how they're going to affect and, and how that's going to open up doors in the future and we've become very good friends since then uh, we keep in contact regularly with them and the whole family and that's very uh, excellent example because you have a bellboy <laughs> simple person and a very very uh, successful individual mm -hmm. two opposites of the society but both were instrumental and extremely important in our trip so you can see that you have to treat and have a relationship with every single human being in the same way and having that engagement that is key that you never know how is that going to be very supportive for your success of your project. I'm sure there are many more, but um, I think we need to encourage our viewers to read your book is something that is exciting for all of us um, because Mike wrote it for us and, and he was able to bring that story to life for everybody um, and it was an opportunity for us to go back through and kind of almost debrief the story and, uh, and to go moments. into details, yeah, moments. Yeah. Moments, yeah, I call them uh, divine appointments. I think we had several divine appointments in during this trip. Mm -hmm. They're very meaningful for us and I think that we had an impact on people. We were used mm -hmm. by God I uh, remember on occasion still in, Sol in El Salvador that we were uh, about to leave this family that was actually flying with us with another helicopter <laughs> and supported us so much throughout the trip. And uh, when we were actually at the last sp uh, stop, and from that point on we could continue to, to Costa Rica, he would be flying to the border and then leave us. I felt impressed at that moment that we should pray for them. And we did a little round group there around the helicopter. And I felt impressed to pray for them, also for us, but especially for them. And that impacted them very much because then they told us later they will never forget that. And it was not any merit that we had, but we were used, the Holy Spirit just told us there that we had to pray for that family. Uh, but uh, God gives us moments that uh, we can use and we can be a channel to uh, share our belief and our faith that we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was kind of neat because we did um, short presentations, 45 minutes or so at different universities throughout the trip, um, sharing our experiences of the world tour, um, our entrepreneurial lifestyle and, and healthy lifestyle and so forth. And, uh, and we'd always throw in our belief in God and, and how that's such a large impact for what we do and how we live our lives. And it was, yeah, it was neat. And a couple occasions in, in Quebec at Laval University and a couple others where people would come back, uh, come to us afterwards and say, wow, that really impacted me. I'm a Christian as well. And, um, you know, just hearing you guys, what you're doing and that you guys live this kind of lifestyle, it was, it was really affirming for me. Um, so that was that was kind of neat. And, you know, just thinking back to, you know, talking about close encounters and close calls, you know, there was moments where we, we almost didn't make it on the trip, you know. We, uh, we almost were written about in, in not the way that you want it to be written about. And, uh, and we have firm belief that it was only through God and, and the angels keeping that helicopter in the air um, that we actually made it through that trip. So, you know, talking about divine encounters um, with forces beyond our control, weather and things like that, 
um, yeah, definitely impactful. I think that when you are faithful and loyal, uh, God always just gives back and comfort and uh, gives you opportunities to actually share your experience with others. That's the key part because you're blessed and you have to bless others with being a channel of that blessing. So you took Sabbaths off during the trip. People are watching this online. So you have a community online that's watching you and you made that decision. For you, was it a time when you felt like you connected with God and you had that time of rest and it was important to you? It was critical because if we were just going on basically forever, 97 days, it was just burn out. You know, it was for us, it was, and I think everybody did this and somehow when you do a project like this, you gotta stop sometime. Our big difference is was we were aligned with the plan of Creator, which was six days doing your labor, and then the seventh day resting and having a special relationship with Him. And we had that as a habit. So six days, seventh day, six days, seventh day. Sometimes you have, you know, I need to rest now. We didn't have any rest other than weather. If the weather didn't allow, we couldn't fly. <laughs> but if it will allow, if it was uh, any day of the week of those six days, we'll fly. And, but the seventh, independently of what was happening, we will stop that day. So that day was critical on forming a habit also on having a balanced, um, a balanced experience on this journey that lasted for three months. Um, I remember a Sabbath that we spent in Greenland. And, you know, you just, you go out there, you sit on one of those chairs that's overlooking the bay full of icebergs and it's peaceful and quiet. But the only th sounds that you're hearing is, you know, the icebergs crashing against each other. And, and it's just, just pristine and beautiful, you know. And you just sit there and think about, wow, God created all this, you know. And uh, it's, it allows you that time to slow down. And even, you know, going back to the beautiful beaches, you know, there was times where you just sit in the sun on, a, on the beach and just relax for a little bit. And you just have that time to reflect and think about, wow, you know, the, the opportunity that we have and the things that we get to see and the cultures and the people, um, this is all created things, you know, created for our enjoyment and our, our pleasure. And yeah, it, it really incredible to have that time to stop and pause and, and refocus because it was such a rush trip that we didn't get to experience the things that we wanted to, I think. This was a big buildup. You, you had dream, dreamed about this, you planned it, and this is a, you finally had all these, these ideas of what you wanted to achieve. Did, do you feel like you achieved what you wanted to achieve from this trip? Personally, I think that uh, for me, I overachieved. Uh, there was a moment in the trip that we thought everything was over because when we were stopped by the lack of permit in Pakistan, in Dubai, that we had to wait for three weeks, uh, we thought at the last, last moment that everything was going to be canceled. We had to go back around a certain route, go back and just ruin the whole trip. Um, so it's, you cherish uh, victories when that victory becomes extremely hard. If it was easy, then it will be okay. We did around the world and kind of we didn't feel it right. It's not, it's not, it's not that difficult. Going around the world is okay, you know, but that was not the case. Uh, going around the world in a helicopter and doing what we did was 60,000 kilometers, 60,165 kilometers, uh, was extremely hard. And the fact that it was hard, it just it gives value mm -hmm. to the achievement that you personally want to um, have in your life. It went beyond my expectation, not only on the experience of itself, mm 
but also the impact it had in my life on gaining experience for other things and going out of my comfort zone than to do other things. Because you look back and say, yes, you achieved this, it was hard, now you can do other things that has us harder, harder. So that's an inspiration of growing as a person. Yeah, and you know, I think when I went into it, I was naive of what we were getting into. You know, you, you imagine things in your mind a certain way. Um, you know, that the sky is always going to be blue because you know it's it's the summertime, and of course it's going to be sunny in Guatemala or wherever you're going to be, right? And um, so you go into it, I think, naive. And um, I think what's interesting, just you know, looking at the spiritual application of what you just said there, you know, how hard the trip was. I think a lot of times people blame God and they say, you know, God is, God is putting all these roadblocks or difficult things in your life and, you know, why is, why is God ma making this happen to me and why, why, are, why are all these bad things happening to me? And I think we have to reframe that because on this trip, you know, <laughs> we, we think about weather as one example. We, we started heading south from British Columbia down to South America and we picked up the bad weather in Cuba and we basically battled the bad weather through the entire world trip and it spit us out on the other end in Alaska. Mm -hmm. and, and on that last day when we were coming home, we had blue skies and it was beautiful weather. But basically the, the entire trip in the middle there, for probably 80 of those 97 days, was just battling bad weather. You know, when, when Ruben talked about having to go back, when we were already in Dubai and having to go back through Saudi Arabia and back through Egypt and, and go a different route, you know, the moment that we were in, we talked about this at the, at the very end, you know, if, if, if we knew all the challenges that we were going to face on that trip, would we have done it? And in the moment when we could freshly think about all those challenges, the answer was just unequivocally no. You, if you know every challenge that you're going to encounter over the next five years or something, it, it would be too much to handle. We, we wouldn't be able to handle it and we wouldn't know how to go forward because it, it's just too much, right? But, you know, I think God leads us and he, and he helps us through those steps and, and he helps us through those battles. And like Ruben said, you know, did we accomplish what we wanted to? I think it was just incredibly more than we ever wanted to accomplish because when you go through those challenges, when you go through those hard times, and you experience those things and those memories and so forth, when you get to the end and you get to that finish line and you look back at it, that achievement is so much more worthwhile. You know, If we had just hopped in the helicopter and flew in beautiful weather and everything went great and it was no problem and we just zipped around and, and got back, it would have been a fun trip, but the, the value to that trip wouldn't have been there, right? And so for us, you know, we value this as a, a lifelong experience that we'll never forget because of those challenges that we had. And so I think if we, if we can reframe the way we think about our, our lives in general, and we can say, no, God's not causing this to happen to us. This is just a natural effect of the, the circumstances that the world throws at us. But we can use those as an opportunity to grow and become stronger and, and say, you know what, this is a, a way that I can become a better person and through becoming a better person, I'll feel more accomplished in life and I'll feel more achievement in life. And when we get to the end, when we get to that finish line, we're going to look back at that experience and we're going to go, that was so worthwhile, you know? So, Misha and Ruben, you mentioned about the difficulties that you had and the trials that you experienced. Is there a Bible verse that really spoke to you on this trip? There's a, an, a, there was an event that happened in Greenland that was very challenging for us because we arrived in Greenland in Lulasat and we were planning to cross Greenland through the ice cap, which is the uh, quickest, pretty long, more than 400 miles, but over literally all ice. That was our plan. The, the weather planning was uh, 
that. But then when we arrived, we quickly found out because of extreme weather, what the Mishis has described, we found literally all over the world, including Greenland, <laughs> that that was not going to be possible. We were basically going to be stuck in Greenland for a long time waiting for that crossing. We did have a second plan, but the detail of the second plan, there was a small detail there, which was the fuel required on a certain leg. Because we were three of us, we needed basically to uh, haul fuel to a certain place, uh, tip of uh, Greenland, leave fuel there and come back and uh, continue the trip. Actually leave fuel there and refuel again and continue the trip. But uh, we didn't have that plan. And I remember when we were there looking at the weather situation in the next few days, that I thought we're gonna be stuck here forever, let's say. <laughs> we're not gonna leave this place anytime soon. So I was, it was very late at night, but no night in Greenland at that time of the year. It's always uh, light. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was laying in my bed and I was trying to figure out how we're gonna solve this thing. And I was quite uh, frustrated and disappointed and a little bit, I'll, I'll confess, a little bit depressed with the situation. And uh, I, I thought, okay, we're going to be in a risky situation. There's going to be a lot. There was a lot of turbulence in a certain place there. We, got to, we had to pass through. And this verse came to my mind that was the, the, uh, the very well-known uh, chapter 23 of Psalms. And that part of the, uh, the Psalms that says that even if I walk in the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. That detail of, yes, I'm here in this shadow of death mm -hmm. that uh, I we just had gone through some severe weather in Canada as well and I was not it was not looking bright for us at that point but I felt that that verse came to my mind I was meditating praying mm -hmm. to God to find a solution but that verse came to my mind and it gave me so much comfort yes absolutely I should not feel no evil and after that that's interesting about what happens with prayer because after that then your mind is more open for solutions. That's the effect that prayer has with you because you have the confidence that God is with you. He inspires solutions to your, to your mind. And I thought of, okay, let me call a certain friend that I, we met, just met when we landed with the power of nights <laughs> in the airport of Elusat, who, who was running a small airline there in Greenland. So I'm gonna call the operations and find a way if I can get some jerry cans to then to actually put these jerry cans in that certain place, then we can continue the trip on this second plan B that we wanted to go around Greenland. And then we never thought about this solution, but that moment of prayer gave me the clearance of mind. Then I pick up the phone at 11 something, they were working all night. I called them and asked and I said, yeah, I think we can arrange that. So that was a solution that was very practical, simple, but it only came when, my, when I had peace in my mind. And the peace of my mind was achieved by repeating that verse that we can only get through the Holy Scriptures. That was amazing of an experience that I had personally. Yeah, and a big one for me was right at the end of the trip. You know, we've, we've already talked here about the trials that we had and, um, you know, we'd been away from our families for a very long time. We were longing to get back home. Uh, we went through an experience on the second to last day before we got home in Alaska. Uh, we had flown through the mountains, we hit severe turbulence, um, to the point where we thought that the helicopter was going to come apart. We weren't going to make it. And it was, it was a terrifying experience. I'm not going to go through all the details. You guys can read it in the book if you want to. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a, an experience where we knew with 100% confidence that God and his angels were holding that helicopter together. Um, because without that, it would have been the end of us. 
Anyways, we flew through that traumatic experience and uh, that was actually on a Friday. And, and so we were gonna stop that night and then we were gonna take Sabbath off and fly home on the last day, on, on the Sunday. And, uh, and I remember, you know, we, we got in just as the sun was going down, got everything settled and so forth. And, and, and we went out for a walk and, and debriefed and it was, it was a very traumatic experience. And, and, you know, coupling that emotion with all the previous things that we had gone through on the trip. You know, we started to reflect on all those major moments, those milestone moments of good and bad and, and terrifying experiences and, and where God had led us and how he had kept us safe. And, uh, and, and we debriefed and we went uh, to bed that night, woke up the next morning, it was Sabbath morning. And uh, sure enough, there was a text from our friend Michael. And, uh, and, and, the, and it was a long text, and, and I started reading it. I, I didn't wait to, to go to, to room, and you know, I was reading it in my bed. And, uh, and, and it, it talks about, you know, because we hadn't met him at this point. You know, it had only been communications through phone calls and through the internet and, you know, emails and, and different text messages and stuff like that. And, and so I'd never met this gentleman, but he had been faithfully praying for us on this whole trip. And, um, you know, I think he really, uh, he, he made a major impact on us. And the, the message, basically, to summarize was, you know, I, I, I know we haven't met yet, but we have this assurance in the Bible. There's this verse in the Bible that basically says that, you know, in the end, when we, when we get to heaven, we're going to be able to meet under the tree of life. And the tree of life, you know, the, the leaves of the tree of life are, are meant for the healing of the nations, you know. And, and, and the healing of the nations is, is those wounds that we've struggled through all our lives, you know, lost one, family members and friends and the, the different struggles that we've had and so forth. And, uh, and he says, you know, I can't wait, if, if we don't get a chance to meet on this earth, I can't wait to meet you under the tree of life. We'll have a reunion there and, and we'll have this meeting. And, and that verse, I started crying in that moment because that verse, you know, we were one day away from being home and seeing our families. And, and, and that impact of that feeling of what it's going to feel like to get home the next day and to, to see my family and, and to be having that experience of that reunion and then thinking about the ultimate reunion. You know, we get to heaven, we get under the tree of life, the people that we're going to get to see, the people that, uh, you know, that we met throughout our lives and had an impact on and they had an impact on us. And to be able to have that reunion is going to be an experience that's going to be, I think, unmatched. It's going to be so special, you know. And so that verse, ever since that moment, it was, you know, I'd read it so many times in my life, but it became so real for me in that moment. Um, and it was, it was incredible. When I shared it with Ruben, it was just like, wow, so impactful. So, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that, you know. It was a pinnacle uh, uh, moment, a spiritual moment of the trip. Yeah. Yes. Any final thoughts? Uh, you've covered a lot and there's so much that we can cover and there's so much more in the book. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts that you have to share? Personally, um, I would say that if I knew what I was going to uh, encounter, I would not have the strength to do it. But because I didn't know it, I did it, and I'm so happy I did it. Mm -hmm. The challenges made me, I believe, a stronger individual in many senses. And it was an experience of uh, getting closer to God in a very practical and very tangible way that we were saved so many times and were guided as the examples that we gave here and so many others that you can read in the book uh, we wanted to leave a spiritual legacy to this book that mike wrote for us that we appreciate so much because we chose uh, mike because of different reasons but one of them is that he has had a tremendous 
um, um, storyteller, but with the spiritual tone that we wanted on the book. So that's the purpose of our mission of that what we did, that we live this experience to impact spiritually others. So that was my final thought in my uh, achievement, ultimate achievement of this trip. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, the impact that the trip has had on us, um, I, I hope in turn it, it has the ability to have an impact on other people. And I, I hope, you know, as people uh, read through the stories that you were able to articulate in such an incredible way, um, I hope they have the ability to see in a very tangible way, because I think it was the first time for me as a Christian where Christianity became incredibly tangible, you know? Um, I'd, I'd grown up a Christian and, you know, I'd, I'd been reading my Bible and praying and things like that, but this was the first time where I really encountered incredibly difficult things and, and saw God's hand guiding us and helping us and strengthening us in the times that we needed it. And so I think, you know, if, uh, my hope is that as people read through these stories and they, they understand the depth of the experiences that we went through, mm -hmm. that they have the ability to realize you know, the Creator that we, that we serve and, and how great He is and how much He loves each one of us. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's amazing that you said that, that uh, you encountered God through this trip. And a lot of times people think, well, the only way I can encounter God is going to church or, you know, and you do, and you can encounter God through going to church and reading your Bible and praying, but really just going on a, on a helicopter trip and God was very real to you there. So the Lord shows up where we are at and, and speaks to us through those experiences. Well, we've come to the end of our program. Ruben, I wonder if I could ask you to please pray for us. Sure. Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment that we had together to reason together and to think about this experience that Misha and I had together and that it was such an impact in our lives. And we praise you for being our creator and our protector and that we can just accept you and live eternally with you. We ask you especially for the blessing of this ministry, for Mike and Renee, that they impact also others as they're doing, that they get uh, the story in others, so others will also embrace this decision of serving you as the Creator, and that uh, this ministry will be highly blessed. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ruben and Misha, for sharing your story about your trip around the world in the helicopter, your epic dream experience. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you both as well. Yeah. Friends, if you are inspired by Ruben and Misha's adventure, then you will want to get our free offer today. The information for how to get our free offer is on the screen right now. The book is entitled the epic dream a round the world helicopter adventure of risk reward and the power of nice before you go we would also like to invite you to follow us on instagram and facebook and subscribe to our youtube channel and also listen to our podcasts and if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs, including our cooking demonstrations, our short spiritual messages entitled Daily Living, and our exercise workouts called Experiencing Life. 
We also invite you to join us every Friday evening live on YouTube and Facebook at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for a few minutes opening our Bibles together because we want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. can't believe it. It's actually happening. After so many months of planning, it's actually here. Let's go. I'm ready to go. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.